1: Hey, everybody, welcome in to the Letterman Lounge. We are at Roosters. It's a Monday. It's a fun, casual joint, and we are talking about the Buckeyes here in Columbus, Ohio. 52 mm. to 13 over Rutgers.
0: You guys, I'm not doing, I'm not picking scores anymore. It's what? just not working out. Why not? I was way <laughs> off. <laughs> I was way off. I think
1: off. there was, well, who I guess was, I wasn't here, but a I lot picked, of people were probably off on this game. Who, who was dead on when they predicted it,
2: Berm? Does does no, no one. I you said 52 said- 27. What I did I say right after that? You oh. said I wanted to pick a hundred to nothing. So I, nope. I don't. No, he no, he no, actually wait, he gave you, he
3: gave you credit before you
2: got yeah, here. He did gonna, say he that did. you went down I, to thirteen. I'm not going to do that on this show. Oh,
1: <laughs> okay. I'm willing to have these conversations in private. Let's go back and parse what I said last week. That's our bold predictions video. Uh, I wasn't going to, but Jay Z just said, and Nicole is apologizing for her score prediction. I don't know. I just think I'm doing pretty well. Okay. Maybe this sounded is sounded like you hit it right on the head. Is this is my year. Nicole talked me okay how to with do it. That. She gave me her powers. Anyway, that's Justin's wick Nicole Cox, Bobby Carpenter, Jeremy Birmingham, and I am Austin Ward. Um, look, you can't spend all last week saying, "Ooh, Rutgers is much better. They only mm-hmm. lost by a touchdown in the Big House." Like this is going to be a tough test. All right, well if that is true, I know, then you can't leave Saturday night and say it's only Rutgers. Nope. I didn't say I'm that. I'm not saying you did. I'm just putting it
4: He's out there. He's talking
3: to you out there. It sounds it sounds like you maybe said something like that. <laughs> You're a little defensive over there.
4: I I listen, I've been championing for the last 48 hours that that was a good victory. Like this Rutgers team, don't confuse them with like Penn State or Iowa, yeah. but they're a good they're a yeah. good team. Like they're a team like I would say they'll probably win seven games this year. And so when there's a line that says two touchdowns and you just absolutely obliterate it, and in the it's first four
3: minutes. Yes. The first, yes,
4: exactly. That was a game like what it looked like the last couple of years, where okay, I sat down in my chair three minutes late. Where did all these points mm-hmm. come from? How did we score so fast? And it's like, well, do we, are we going to try to score like 100? Is that the goal? I mean, it's 45 nothing at halftime, 45-6 at halftime, and it felt like literally they could have probably scored 80 oh, okay. points in that game if they wanted. And that was a two-touchdown line yep. to where Ohio State was not favored. This wasn't one of the ones of Rutgers where, hey, it's 38 points or 41 points or it was Akron. This is a team – that has won Power Five games. That has been pretty good this year. That stymied Michigan yeah. in the second half. Now you know you could say, "Well, was Michigan just trying to get out of there?" Whatever, maybe. But they they still had an element of toughness to being able to stop the run. Which it was like, "Hey, pick your running back." Right. You know, no one had a hundred yards, but everyone had over fifty. It's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, you get some runs. You get some runs. Just rip them off." And that's was sitting Travion Henderson in the second half. Why? Why three is, quarters? He
2: only played yeah, the first quarter.
4: I was like, well, he was good at halftime. I felt like we just didn't. You should have said it was forty-five to six. <laughs> that's why I didn't play him the rest of the game.
1: The same was true for Cody Simon as
4: well. Yes. Who also, by the way, linebackers defense. Tylee Tyley Williams getting a lot of penetration. You know what? Let's get him on the field some more. We'll mm-hmm. continue to grow his reps. It cleans it up for the linebackers. They look better because of that. Cody. Tommy, Taraja, like, amazing how much more aggressive they look when, like, they're seeing a clear picture and they can go fill up gaps and they finally got some playing experience. And I'm not sitting here saying, like, this is a fully finished product, but I am going to sit here and say that, like, it was highly encouraging. This is what you wanted to see really against Minnesota and then maybe more of a struggle against Oregon, but, like, grow from there. It took a couple weeks before they were actually fully growers. Mm. And now, hopefully, by the time you get to Penn State, they'll be real full-on showers, Austin.
0: I also think, too, I think your confidence is always boosted when you just have a really great play just to, like, kick the game off. And it's just like, all right, we've got this, you know. (laughs) And then you get another one. And I think they just felt great about themselves, which then eased the pressure a little bit.
4: Just (laughs) easing the pressure like Chubbs. He's onto on somebody else. That's what Greg Schiano <laughs> was a, thinking. What a pass there. You like that?
1: And, and, Nicole, beyond that, too, I think we said the week before, only Akron. It, it You play a full game like that and get the confidence, that's meaningful, especially for these younger guys who are doing it for the first time. So one good play, one good week, that all builds.
0: Absolutely. And I feel like they looked so- – in my mind, a lot better than they even did last week. I felt like there was a lot more, like you were saying, a lot more confidence because of last week. And um, you could tell with C.J. Stroud how he he was more patient because he was, you know, just taking what the defense gave him and just – just made it work, you know, and he was confident in his plays. It was just – it was nice to see. You could kind of see them all not worrying about, are you going to do your job? Everybody just focused on themselves and like, okay, I've got to do my job. And that's it.
4: They were very – it was like trick-or-treat. I mean, they were very generous with opportunities (laughs) there. That's key.
3: Yeah. it was a pleasant surprise for me. Uh, You know, that was a game. I was going – I was more worried. I was thinking 35-21, you know, something a little closer just because, I mean, going into this game, Rutgers was a team. and Michigan was putting up 47 points a game before they went in and played them, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot of points. I don't care who you're playing, whatever. You're averaging 47 a game. You get held to 20 in, in, your, own, in your own stadium. I thought that defense was going to be something legit. They were giving up, you know, 260 yards, blah, blah, blah. They, they looked like they were going to give us a better game. And I think just the way the game started off, like Bobby talked about, First three minutes, you got 14, 21 points. I think maybe that shell shocked them a little bit, and they just weren't able to recover. And in Ohio State, on the other hand, played a great game. This is a team that hadn't had any turnovers. Their quarterback had put, you know taken care of the ball. Yep. We go out and get three, one to the house. You know, get a, get a defensive score on the road early in a game. I mean, that's that's huge. And uh, you know, it's just it was what we thought Ohio State was going to be. Even though we started off with a Big Ten road game, you still thought that team was going to show up. And it took a few weeks, but. It was fun to watch, and I, I hope they're here to stay. Yeah, you weren't alone in that,
1: Jay-Z. We were getting ready to leave the hotel, and Berm's like, man, like, what if they lose? <laughs> what if
2: they lose? <laughs> well, you just don't know, because it, you know, as I said here last week, I said you know, it's about CJ Stroud coming out and playing confident, and if he's ready to go, then there can be no excuses. If he's healthy, he has to come out and play like an Ohio State quarterback, and he did. The defense every week is going to continue to get better. The more comfortable these guys get in the reps, and... I don't think it's a, even a knock on Rutgers' defense that you know they held Michigan twenty points. Ohio State's offense, if CJ Stroud is really right, is going to be the best offense in college football. Like, mm-hmm. That's not—I mean—they have they're averaging five hundred and sixty-five yards a game. They mm. should be scoring fifty points a week yeah. with the guys they have, and that isn't a knock on Rutgers or anyone else. The Buckeyes' defense just needs to do enough to let the offense win and and not give up. Huge, you know, gash plays over and over and over. I, I
4: don't think they're going to do that. Like, I watching think, them, no, I mean, I think yeah. they have the
2: potential to be a good defense, and and we talked about it on the radio this morning. They just, these kids have to play. They're the youngest mm-hmm. Power 5 team in college football. You have to get reps. And as you see Ronnie Hickman step up, and not just not being a better player, but also a leader. I was re-watching the game on on Sunday night, and... You know, there was a play in the second quarter where Rutgers shifted into something. And last year and early part of this year, the Buckeyes wouldn't shift when the offenses would shift.
4: <laughs> that always concerns me. and I see a lot of movement, I'm like... To just built in. We were right. yeah, we were just we Guess were there. They're
3: Guess they're good. Yeah. The, yeah. I've, I've we, never, we guessed right.
4: <laughs> I have never been part of a defense where there was a mo- like a shift of move, a motion where there was zero communication. Right. Like, and they weren't doing they like, weren't like doing that th- early in
2: the year. But on, on Saturday, the first time Rutgers did that, Ronnie Hickman moved over. Put, Called over to Bryson Shaw and told him where to go, and just that sort of experience—you can't replace experience. I mean, these guys are getting it, and every week the defense should get better, provided it stays healthy. And and that's you know what happens when you have a super young team. This is—it's not yes. an excuse to say they're young. It's an explanation for maybe why some confusion uh, is prevalent.
1: I you know. <laughs> I get tired of us having to say that they're they're not excuses. There was just so much negativity around this team for the first month and obviously, you know shows like this were part of it when they lose to Oregon where they don 't look good against Tulsa. but you know the, you have to have some patience with young players. you have to have some patience when you 're making changes schematically, and the fact that Ohio State has been able to get through them as quickly as they have should tell tell you how talented they are and I hate that, you know, competitive comparative scores aren't really meaningful of anything. College football mm-hmm. is so different from week to week.
4: Oh, gosh, this week proved it. And that's yeah. so
1: that's the case for this Oregon, year. of course. But even the week, you know, if you're looking at Rutgers and Michigan, that game didn't really have anything to do with Ohio State and Rutgers, except for the fact that the talent gap remains for Ohio State against everybody else in the league, extremely vast. They are the most talented team. There's no question about that. And so if they've found the confidence or found an identity, that's got to be scary for everybody else they're going to play.
4: Absolutely. I mean, Trayvon, had, did he get touched on that opening touchdown? No. Uh, no he, nope. I, mean, that, I, I don't think people are if right Jeremy down.
1: Rucker, you know, Jeremy Rucker, Paris Johnson, Dewan Jones, they deserve a lot of credit for yes. that as well.
4: Absolutely. That's my point is he's a really good running back. <laughs> but, like, he didn't even get touched. And he really didn't make any – it wasn't like he had some great yeah. move where he shook somebody <laughs> – he went to the edge and just kept running. Edge, wow. You know, <laughs> yeah. a, oh, wow. This put foot nice. in the ground and got vertical. It's like, this guy's really good, and he has great players in front of him. And when they block like that, like that's what it can ultimately look like. And I, I do think that sometimes there has to be a little bit of a reckoning sometimes with teams where, and not that they were overconfident, but They got beat down a little bit to where, hey, you've got to get back into this and you've got to start grinding. Like you're just not going to get ushered into the college Yeah, they were almost
3: showing up expecting, hey, we're gonna be in the Big Ten championship game, national championship, blah, blah, blah.
4: Expecting to win is fine. But like that comes the the confidence in that should come from the work that you put in during the week. Not the results of the last like two or three years. I think a lot you know? of
2: even the veterans on the defense and I'm mostly gonna, the veterans. I'm just gonna keep saying right. it's the defense that, that was the biggest issue, and I, I know CJ Stroud's growing pains or whatever. Or, mm. You know, people want to talk about it, but I think a lot of the veterans on the defense believe that they were entitled to a piece of the cake that they didn't help make. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the the last couple years of defense, Tyreek Smith and Zach Harrison, these guys they didn't have any real part in creating what's happened so now you don't just get to walk in and get some of it you need to earn your spot and you need to be a you know contributing some of the ingredients
1: but they're also building a new cake like if we're gonna if we're gonna gonna torture this metaphor uh let's go all the way with it like they have to be part of building the new cake
4: who pops out of the cake uh, well, uh, Matt, Barnes. Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes. Mm, you know? Surprise! Yeah. Surprise. I'm I, your defensive here coordinator. Here I am. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm your midseason yeah. defensive coordinator. The <laughs> well, cake is made now. Yeah. <laughs> and, like
4: Watching some of the calls, I think Matt Barnes is doing a good job. I, I don't think the calls have really been the difference, though. I really think it's it, just been I the players. The
2: eyes have been the difference. The ability to see what's happening is,
1: is the difference. And I was going to ask you about that, Bob, because I talked to Zach Bourne about that for Buckeye Q. I'm like, what? How different is this defense, really? I mean, maybe if there's more blitzes, maybe there's more shifting and showing things pre-snap, but schematically, I'm sure they're, like, dramatically
4: different. No, it's some of the same stuff. There's a little bit more movement, and, you know what, maybe they would have gotten to that point, like, regardless of, you know, if a change was made just because, hey, we've done this for a while. Mm -hmm. This has always worked. People wanted to do this. We tried it. It didn't work now. We're going to have to deviate course. And so Matt was probably part of like, okay, well, I'm part of this course correction. But I believe like all those coaches were beginning to look like we just can't do what we've done. We have different players Mm -hmm. now. And not that they're better or worse. It's just that they're they're different. different. And we have to utilize what they do well.
1: Okay, um, we have some fried pickles. Mm.
4: Appetizer Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Wow. You, know, you
1: have an important update about appetizers. We do.
0: Okay, so, you know, like shortages everywhere. Mm. There, there are, the Jay-Z
1: said there are ships lost at sea. There, there are so many. Everybody needs sea. to start no, Christmas they're not lost. shopping.
0: They're there. They're just, just not allowed Christ- to dock. Okay, yeah. got it. You have to start Christmas shopping now or holiday shopping now if you want your gifts in time for okay. the holidays.
4: What if I'm ordering... Like five thousand rooster's wings. Now I would, How, can. I, are would those keep if sure. I order them.
3: When do the We'd, invites for the party go out? Because yeah. I will be there.
0: <laughs> um, so uh, yeah. So fried don't let pickles, these guys wrap. I mean, they do. They, I <laughs> totally just. But fried pickles. We that's supposed to be the appetizer. Every day, it's like a surprise. Let's look at the positive. It's a surprise that if for some reason certain stores don't get their order, then. They're going to come up with a new Something appetizer. Up. It's going to so be a $2, $2 appetizer a Tuesday yep. and you're just going to get the surprise. They still make it a $2 appetizer. And it's all good,
4: so it doesn't matter. You just
0: don't know until that day. So. I think
4: they pick their pickles fresh daily too. Right, that is not true. Oh, right off the pickle tree. That's right not right true. Right off, right I appreciate you Nicole's. trying to say
0: that, but that is, you know, that's well, okay though. I mean, they're I great.
1: I don't want to put pressure on Nicole, but I think every Appetizer should be available to anybody who wants it tomorrow for $2. Oh,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> oh
3: awesome. that's a so sweet. I'm sorry. I'm out of, okay. I don't this make those staring food. holes through, our, through you
0: right all now. all of our kitchen team you. is the, like, cut, who cut is cut this guy?
3: Expensive. Cut
1: that out of here. <laughs> cut, can't cut, have cut, cut his mic. No. Normally it's Jay-Z begging for the chips, but now, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I don't no. want to cause roosters to lose we any money. Will so take 100% that, take that <laughs>
0: No, we will just we will still have a two dollar appetizer. It may not be what we planned, but you'll still get something. Could be so. burgers,
1: mac and cheese bites. So
0: we appreciate everybody bearing with us through the surprise surprises we received. I like
1: it. Fried pickles or TBA. Um, one thing we will have for sure is roosters' buckeye leaves to give out. Bobby won't even fight it this week. Um, Nicole, we're going to start
0: with you. Okay. I okay. So C J Stroud. I guys, I'm gonna give a few. I just okay. am in that yes. mood. Go. All okay, right. so it up. C.J. Stroud, I just was impressed with the fact that you know he sat out versus Akron and he was able to take a step back and kind of see. Okay, I've got you know you could either feel defeated in a moment like that because you weren't a part of the highest scoring game they've had this year, but. Or you could just be like, "No, I know what I'm doing. I'm going back out there, and I'm gonna do great." And he, you could see it. You could see his confidence, and um, he didn't have that timid. Like, okay, well, they told me to stand here, so you know, he kind. Of, it, they were all just adjusting to what they saw, which comes with age. I mean, let's remember these are kids. They, we all need to remember how were we at that age, you know? So, <laughs> I yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, I. I'm very impressed with him so I think I'm going to give him one and then I'm also because I just I just love this story Mitch Rossi oh, getting yeah. his first reception and then it became a touchdown like all the first thing I thought were like I can't even imagine his parents right now <laughs> like they were I just and they probably got up to go get something to drink came back and were like what just happened but you know I you know he was a walk on yep. and now he's on scholarship but I just thought that was a really neat story so I wanted to give it to him
1: Mitch Rossi, a real good story there yeah. from the Buckeyes. And he's playing a lot. We talked about him in spring that uh, there actually is a fullback that can be used on this team. Now they're not going to go to a fullback very often, but when they do, he can it's handle it. Nice, it's team. a nice
4: thing to have, man, to hey. change it up. Going under center, getting a fullback in there. Some teams might not know what to do. Jay-Z
1: mm. felt it uh, at home when he saw that formation. Oh, fullback?
3: Like Stan White was in the backfield. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'll go, but I'm, I'm you took, you stole my thunder. Right, I know. I'm sorry about that. But going uh, uh, to talk Rob, about DJ later. In you the you th- were going to no, pick Fair All right. Well, then, in that case, I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball to give my Buckeye leaf. And this is a kid who I've wanted to give it to previously because he's just been a tackling machine in a defense that maybe isn't hasn't been so great, but he anyway, started to turn the corner. Ronnie Hickman, oh. uh, just a guy who just getting his nose into everything. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you wish he didn't have to get his nose into it. The Rick but James. Yes, you know. uh but he's out there making plays and, you know, give a little love to the defense. They they look like they might be turning that corner, and, you know, hopefully they can continue to build on these last two games. I said, Jay-Z, uh,
1: on on Saturday night, If in August if you'd made a list of 10, maybe even more, players who could be defensive MVPs for Ohio State, Ronnie Hipman would not have been on mm-hmm. that list. Like, we didn't even know if he was going to start when you're talking no. about the bullet with Craig Young and uh, with Court Williams coming on at safety, Josh Proctor being out there. Like, you never would have thought no. – if somebody out there was, then they definitely deserve to be cashing that check cash <laughs> in Vegas and playing the lottery. But Ronnie Hickman has
4: been phenomenal. The Rick James Player of the Week, putting well, his nose into everything. Justin Zwick right there. I like it. Hey, Ronnie Hickman, he's a good-looking dude, man. Like, physically, like he's an impressive athlete. I didn't realize how big he was. You know, he's he's tall, athletic, looks really good. I'm going to go uh, with the linebackers, kind of spread it around with those guys. You know, Cody was playing really well. He gets nicked up. It's obviously best to probably rest him. You're going to need him down the stretch. Uh, You know, Taraj, I thought, came in. He was played really well. And then the guy who's been as maligned as anybody, that people have just been beating up in Tommy Eichenberg. Like, look at this. He played all these plays. He didn't get any tackles. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. I'm like, well, let me explain to you what – these aren't excuses. They're explanations of what is happening in front of him. And so for a guy who I watched, like, two series, and I just really watched him, I'm like, all right, so patience patience aggressive go get in there patience patience aggressive made a couple tackles and then to cap it off like to get an interception is always something that's pretty fantastic to yep. be in the right place so you go from like for a couple weeks people are like you're trash where's your production at to then kind of step up and be a big part of a of a game plan where Rutgers wanted to try to run the football like that was their plan and I thought all the linebackers stepped up and particularly Tommy and so I'm, I'm pretty proud of those guys
1: you know what Tommy should have done two weeks ago Instead of getting that huge hit over the middle and breaking up the pass, getting a huge PBU, he should just let him catch it and then get a tackle. And yeah, un- that, a- see,
4: that's better. Stat, stat accumulator. Mm-hmm. Thinking.
1: Thinking, man.
2: Thinking, man's linebacker.
4: What
1: kind of crazy Buckeye Leaf are we going to get over here today? Ooh, I got a
4: couple.
2: Uh, one, uh, Brotherhood isn't just a, in the roster. For what Kerry Combs and Al Washington have been – Put under in the last couple weeks, just the response that they've had as as grown-ups, as adults, handling their kind of the licks they've taken and handling it well I think is very important for Ohio State. I, I, but to me, it's Matt Barnes. I mean, I mentioned it on, on our rapid reaction on Saturday night. After the the 75-yard touchdown run and catch by Rutgers, Matt Barnes immediately grabbed all 11 guys around the field. So that was on me. That was my fault. I made a bad call. That's not on you guys. And I just think that kind of accountability, that dude-on-dude accountability that yes. you're always talking about. Love that. Um, I think was just really important for that defense because those guys are all, all in still probably a fairly fragile mind space at this point where one thing goes wrong. It's a pretty
4: early – I mean, like
2: – Right. I mean, it was 17-7 at that point. And yeah. You go, okay, well, what happens now? Uh, and, and so – I'm sorry, 24-7. But you don't know. I mean, Six. you're on the road. Twenty four six because immediately Haskell Garrett goes out and blocks the extra point. That's awesome, so, you know that sort of bounce back and that that's just that kind of accountability from the coach on the field to say that's on me, not on you guys, to make sure that nobody starts to get in their own head. I think was really important. So to me, it's just the defensive coaches altogether. I think that they've handled um, a lot of negativity. As professionals, and I think well, that's important.
0: And by him saying that too to the guys, that also shows the guys, okay, next play, focus on the next play. Don't focus on was that my fault? Was that his fault? It's, you know, he took the blame, and they could just move on, which I think is so important. And you know, so they can just start fresh. Absolutely. Nicole,
2: you've got to stop encouraging him to do these just. <laughs> I
0: love it. <laughs> oh, guys, This is me, oh, but I, like, also, I love
2: this. But I also want to give it to Paris Johnson and Thayer Munford for being. Um, selfless enough to let Matt Jones rotate. Duane Duan came out and there, mean, there went to left tackle. These guys are just saying, "Hey, this guy, Matt Jones deserves to play. He's played well enough to earn some, some some spots in in you know meaningful minutes, and to see offensive line rotation, which just does not happen for a number of reasons. Number one, because it's not good, generally speaking. But <laughs> it's like quarterback rotation. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to do that, but Matt Jones has earned his spot. He's playing basically at home in front of his home crowd there in New Jersey. He's from Erasmus Hall in Brooklyn, so he's not far away. Same school as Curtis Samuel. Correct. Same school as uh, Aaron Cruikshank, who had the 75-yard touchdown yeah. for Wisconsin.
1: Oh, so everybody got to feel Neither here nor there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Neither here nor there. Shout out Danny Lamberg. Um, you know, it, it's that sort of rotation and the ability to just, hey – we're in the middle of the best game we've played, but I'm just willing to step back and let someone else go in. I just think says a lot about the guys in that room.
1: Yeah, I, I wonder if that will continue, because as, as you said, you're not going to see offensive linemen rotate uh, generally or anywhere. Um, Thayer Munford went to left tackle, DeJuan Jones went to the sideline, Nicholas petit Frere went to the right tackle. Uh, that was one of the ways they did it. They took Paris Johnson out and let Matthew Jones go in there. I don't know if the game had been closer, if that's something that would continue, but uh, we'll have to watch that moving forward because it's certainly an option. I will take Cameron Martinez. Who's he? Who he is a he used to play quarterback huh. for a small school up in Michigan. Okay, caught my eye in a state championship game when he was in the the 8A level. Oh wow! Mm. Yeah,
2: well, just eight, I think. I that,
3: think is it. That yeah. high or low? It was, it was low. It was low. Well, he's a small,
1: real small. a small school, school up there? Transfers to a bigger program, becomes a superstar. Mm. Yep.
2: I heard he was a two-time Michigan player of the year.
1: Yeah. Well, and I followed that him true? the whole way through. Yeah. Just a phenomenal athlete. Been your guy for a long time. I hasn't picture it? Awesome.
3: him yeah.
1: as a defensive back at Ohio State. It would be a huh. difficult transition to make. Yeah.
3: Did you talk to Pantone about that? I, Are you the reason? Uh, a two-time you know, I Michigan you know, player, player I, of the year in Michigan, huh? I,
1: I don't want to talk wanna, too yeah, much you about you it. You want to toot your own horn, but. That's my story.
3: You might Nobody be the else, reason he's here at Ohio Nobody else
1: has anything to do with that. Wow um it's impressive but yeah well that's that's a story for another on the (laughs) on the pick six for denzel burke and i don't know schematically bob if this was an adjustment a key something that they're doing differently you know cam martinez was sitting in the zone and then flashed underneath and vedrel had to sort of pump fake and he's like "Uh oh i'm still committed to throwing it to try to throw high over cameron martinez he forces the interception really that's what's been happening for him several weeks in a row just uh, assisted interceptions. Yeah. I didn't know that until
2: I watched the game last night and saw if if that ball doesn't get over camp Then picks Cam Martinez takes it to the house. And he obviously dropped a pick six on the blocked punt or the fake punt because he he told me after the game he said I saw green and I took my eyes off the brown. He was probably talking to me. I don't know. So yeah, I, don't know. I mean you so, guys are like this, right off. um so <laughs> that that sort of kid, I mean like like we talk about all the time. Football players just need to play football. And Matt Barnes said it last week in the press conference on Wednesday at Ohio State or Tuesday at Ohio State. You get better at playing football by playing football.
1: That hmm. makes sense. That's a good.
0: novel idea.
4: Revolutionary concept. Yeah,
1: jeez. They're going to play football again on Saturday, Nicole, against Maryland. So, mm. what have you got cooked up for us in the score department?
0: Guys, I don't know. What's the spread? It's like
3: 30 or something, isn't it? No, it's 26.
1: 21. 21 was like, what it came yeah. out yesterday. Where's Spencer? I think that's accurate. Chives. Chives, what's the spread? 21? 18.5.
2: 18.5. So, it's dropped.
0: I say
1: must have been uh, all that impressive work that Mike Loxley did on yes they had a good one I'm
0: gonna say 42 17
1: 42 17 17.
0: I'm gonna write it down so I don't forget yes (laughs) we've got it locked (laughs) in
1: that's Nicole's prediction uh I think there's a Roosters Bowl Trip giveaway going Ooh. on. There is, you Tell guys. Tell us about it.
0: There is. We I just met with our Week 4 winner last week, and she is so excited. And we're posting all of them on our social media, but people need to register every day because you, it's every week is a new, like, a fresh start. So it's a new chance to win.
1: Bob, what can they win?
4: Here's what they can win. <laughs> when you go and sign up at roosterswings.com, you have the ability to win two tickets to the bowl. Mm, game. Two, two Plane tickets, oh. airfare, whoa, and then two deluxe accommodation, hotel accommodations. Emphasis on deluxe. And now Ohio State. if My math is away right, They one win away. They, they need two wins. They need two two. two. two get wins on, away. <laughs> uh, two wins away from becoming bowl eligible, so you can then cash in this ticket and maybe go to the Alamo Bowl mm. or Outback Outback Bowl. Real or nice, maybe the, oh. real nice down well, Maybe in the Tampa. college football
2: playoffs. Ooh, or there's
4: that. Possibly that. But that's really exciting. You, so you go guys you to yes.
2: on the last Alamo Bowl team, right? Yes. Yeah,
4: I have my Alamo. listen. That was, that was great. Right?
2: It was a great bowl trip. I have. Do you remember so the Alamo?
4: I do remember the Alamo because rem- Jay Z doesn't. Yeah, was, no, I do. <laughs> I remembered it because I told everybody the next year we don't want to go back there. That sucked. We're not going back to the Alamo Bowl again. So if you think you want to be a lazy turd, get off this. Did thing. you use remember the Alamo? <laughs> that was our a- thing. Was remember the Alamo. <laughs> Nobody wanted to go back to that there. I mean, the Riverwalk was nice, but yeah. the amenities were not near the Fiesta Bowl. Well, whoa, year, yeah, we're the, used to staying at the Princess. Jack Miller's dad was out there just slinging stuff for everybody, whatever you needed. What was the curfew situation down there on the Riverwalk?
3: It was a little more laxed, let's just say. I think, uh, I think they were a little more laxed on the old Alamo Bowl than the Fiesta Bowl. Huh.
1: Okay, good to know. Uh, how many winners are there? Every Did week? you pull your hamstring walking well, on the... 12
3: pulled
4: my hamstring in the game. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, not on the Riverwalk? Not, not river walk? No, okay. no,
3: no, no. 12 you sure? winners. I, you 12, know, I got a good warm-up
4: out there on the Riverwalk. No one wants to listen to Cole. 12 winners, <laughs> one every
1: week. 12? One winner <laughs> every week. Well, two winners every <laughs>
4: week. Well, one person wins, then you get to pick. Yeah, you, it's get, a to plus bring your,
0: one. you get to take your guess.
1: I love it. It's uh-huh. the Roosters Bowl Trip giveaway. Go tomorrow to Roosters for Appetizer Tuesday. They're $2. They're fried pickles or... Maybe something else. Who knows? It's to be (laughs) determined, but you're going to want to go do it, and you're going to want to watch Letterman Live while you're there. Nicole, thanks for having us. We're going to let you go about your day. Thank you, guys. And we'll be back to talk a lot more about C.J. Stroud and the Buckeyes Mm. after this quick break. And now with some
4: early bowl predictions,
1: Bobby Carpenter.
4: Well Austin, what I'm seeing here is 12 lucky Roosters guests are getting the opportunity to travel to this year's Buckeye Bowl game. Each trip comes complete with two tickets, airfare and hotel. One prize winner will be chosen each week. Guests need to register weekly at roosterswigs.com. Uh,
1: that's great, Bobby. What I was asking was your prediction for the Buckeyes this bowl season.
4: I have no idea. I'm going to Roosters right now to register. Precision Engineering rigorous attention to detail. A Bryant Evolution heating system is so well designed, it's as much of a joy to install as it is to use. Good to go. For the dealer nearest you, visit Bryant.com. Mother's Day is around the corner.
1: All right, welcome back into the Letterman Lounge. It's Roosters Letterman Live. We've been attacking the fried pickles. We're gonna try and leave some for mm. everybody else. Uh, no guarantee when Jay Z's in the house. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: look at this. You said you wanted to talk about CJ Stroud and we can, well, we have to do that because yeah. he's the starting quarterback and he missed a week with injury. He looked pretty dang healthy.
3: Well, yeah, I mean we have to talk about it not because of he missed a week, but I mean he was four incompletions, you know great and what a great game. Uh I guess I was surprised that maybe a week off. I don't know what it was. Like the, the, that the week off turn turn him into what we thought it was going to be? You know, because they there weren't any overthrowing balls. I mean, they were on the money. He looked comfortable in the pocket. He ran the football. Ran the ball, yeah, early in the game. You know, held it and uh, you know got got down there. You using mean that arm loosely. Uh, yeah, well. I mean. Hey, all oh, you got like to do though, he hasn't he hasn't done that all season long. So he showed a willingness
1: to, to move. Like they don't need him to be Justin Fields. No. We used to have this conversation about Dwayne. Like if you just show it, mm-hmm. that's all you need. Well, and the thing because is, you, you can grow from there, <laughs>
3: <laughs> of course, so to speak. But yes, you're you're one hundred percent right. All they need is that threat. And I don't think early on he was even doing a great job of when he was handing it off, carrying those fakes out to maybe give them the idea of hey, you know, I can do this or I will. Right. Uh, But now they apparently talked about it, put that in the game plan, wanted him to do it, make that read, pull the ball. You don't have to be a crazy athletic person. If there's nobody there, you can get down the field and get six yards on a a first and ten. Tom Brady got six yards. (laughs) He did. He got picked up a big first down. (laughs) He's slower than molasses. So, (laughs) you know, it it was great to see. I I was just astonished that, I mean, man, this is what we thought that offense was going to look like. And uh, to have C.J. apparently – That rest he got for his shoulder was was great, well needed, and uh, put him right on the mark because he he was outstanding on Saturday. He
1: suggested after the game that that the mental part was also that you take a week back and get a new perspective. And he didn't dive into any great detail with it. We only had about three minutes. But I don't know if that means, oh, maybe Kyle McCord could take my job. If he keeps growing, maybe that means, like, just the pressure of performing. Uh, You know, I needed to understand that. I don't know. But he said it was both physical and mental for him, Bob.
4: And that's why I was curious when we talked about that. Like, What percentage of him playing better is just the physical healing and mm-hmm. his shoulder feels better? Or the fact that you took that step back, you watched the watched the game plan be put in place, you watched all the plays from behind, you were able to kind of operate and mm-hmm. look at it through a different prism, a little bit like a coach, and then maybe you understand things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And so I, he would be the one that would be able to tell you, like, right. hey, break that down mm-hmm. on your, your game your percentage projector here what is it? is it 50 50 was it 75 25 you know where was it at because it looked a little bit like it was both because the confidence comes partially from i think him probably feeling good about his arm mm-hmm. but there's also a confidence and there was an assertiveness for just making decisions that you know, that seemed like he knew what he wanted to do you know when the ball was snapped each and every play
2: remember playing uh sports when we were younger and your coaches would ask you if you're injured or if you're hurt mm-hmm. yeah uh, i think that you need as a quarterback sometimes to understand the difference and especially if you're you know from a area of the country where you don't get hit a lot playing you know quarterback anymore you got to show a little bit more and for CJ Stroud I'm not saying that he wasn't hurt mm-hmm. I'm saying that maybe if if, he wasn't
3: you're, yeah, maybe he wasn't if
2: you're going out there...
3: Because his the shoulder injury to me is yeah. different than he needed to rest his shoulder. It had been giving him a little bit of trouble. If you're saying this is my team and
2: I'm going to play through what is bothering me, then you can't use it in any way. Not saying that CJ was the one doing it. I mean, I'm just as guilty as of someone watching it. You go, how much is it really bothering? Mm-hmm. Um, I think at some point, knowing that you have other guys on the team that can play football, maybe makes you go, wait a second... I can't take this rep off. And perhaps a month ago, three weeks ago, CJ was thinking, hey, I could take this rep off. Uh, I'm not saying that that's – I'm just you know, speculating clearly, but I think that Ryan Day made it a point after the game to say that CJ had to think about what he wanted. I don't think that's an accident.
1: But the part that is difficult when you're mentioning – you said it's speculation, and we don't know every single day – what is going through C.J. Stroud's mind or how much pain was in the shoulder. Right, and it could change
2: day to day, too. I mean, that's the way the body works.
1: Some of this stuff that you're talking about, like, could you take a rep off? Well, he's a quarterback in his first first month of starting, and he was missing the week of Tulsa an entire week of practice. Well, you're not just going to be able to go out when you've never done any of this before mm-hmm. and perform at a high level. So you had, you had, had, you were missing those practice reps. The way he was carrying himself, drawing attention to the fact that he was in pain, the way he mm-hmm. carried the shoulder, like – those aren't the things that the Ohio State true. quarterback. Oh. It's like you know, Uncle
4: Rico out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, ooh,
1: sailed that one. Throw it over the mountains. But, you know, th- that stuff, n- none of us can truly know. Only he can answer that part. Uh, and, and someday I'm sure he will. But whatever whatever it was, whether it was just sitting um, to rest the shoulder or getting the different perspective on the game plan or watching McCoy, it doesn't, none of that stuff yeah. matters. Ohio State managed it just about as perfectly as you could have because now what do you have uh, you have a healthy cj stroud certainly a confident one um, and the rest of the offense knows that they can build around what he did mm-hmm. and and reach the potential that they want and if they have another issue well kyle mccord has now played okay, guys who have reps in two weeks mm-hmm. both weeks jack miller has now played if you have to get down to that number three guy so they come out of it with a healthy starting quarterback yeah. And now
2: some reps for the number okay. two. And I don't want to suggest that C.J. Stroud wasn't being tough enough. I want for to sure. say... Are you I tough? I want, Play, uh, playing through him. He I played want his to, games. I, what I'm suggesting is that maybe he realized he could be tougher. Okay? I don't think that it's a... I'm not trying to question his gumption or anything like that. I'm mm-hmm. just saying you, as an athlete, every time you go out there, you are learning what you can put yourself through and what you're able to to fight through. And I think that maybe as a... As a junior quarterback who was giving up a game to a true freshman, he probably would have been like, "Okay, no big deal." But as another freshman quarterback, he probably, "Oh crap! I better not allow too much of that to happen, and maybe I need to push my the envelope a touch."
3: Well, in the, in the way you come at it in this end of this game, he could have went another way of saying, "Jeez, I got to make every throw perfect." I, you know, he could have put that much more pressure on himself, saying, right. this kid went out and you know I won the freshman Big Ten Player of the Week two weeks in a row. He went out and played one week, he won it." There's another guy right behind me, so he could have went out and put all that pressure on himself, but it didn't look as if it was. You know, I think Ryan Day has done a great job of, ever since camp, this is our starter. Hey, he's our starter if he's healthy. You know, there was no questions asked. He put it down right away. If he's healthy, he's going to be our starter. That, as a quarterback, makes you feel better because you just saw your buddy go out and play really well or, you know, put up a lot of yards anyways, and, uh, you know, that could have changed but your coach is still saying you're the guy if you're healthy, and then he goes out and puts on a show. I don't think there's any
4: question uh, moving forward. Well, and there is something to the fact that, you know, and you can talk about this, any young player, it's one thing for guys like Tom Brady and Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers, yeah. guys that have played 20 years at college in the NFL, like at high levels, oh, yeah, they take like a rest day here. It's more of a mental day. As a young player who's never started before and who's a redshirt freshman, he needs those practice reps. And so you've got to figure out. Okay, I got to get healthy. So when you are playing, you're seeing everything in practice, and you're experiencing all of it. As opposed to like, ah, you know, I can take a Tuesday or Wednesday off or whatever and rest the arm. Like that's that's not a good process to get in when you're starting in your first season. By the time he's maybe a junior senior, like you said, that might be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So we have a firm command of the offense, and you understand. Hey, all right, they're doing this. Two invert over here. They're rolling this. All right, bam, bam, we're going to do. And you and you know all the answers already, and you see it. And you can see it from behind, and it's almost just as good. Right now, he needs to, exper- he needs to be experiential reps. Austin, uh, so he needs to make sure that he is fully immersing fully himself immersive. in all the sensory details of everything that's going on. Like, he can taste the colors.
2: I, I said last week on a practice report last Wednesday night, it was clear that Ryan Day was trying to make sure there was a non troversy at quarterback. Mm-hmm. that, that was He's so proud of this. That, that was the goal. And it was up to C.J. Stroud to make sure that it stayed that way, Mm, and he did. did. Also, you know who's really good at football? Travion Henderson. (laughs) Yeah, he is.
1: Before, I mean, we can talk about him a lot, I guess, but Jay-Z, I was wondering if there was one throw that you saw on Saturday night or one play that told you, all right, well, if if you were uncertain about it, that told you that C.J. Stroud was – I don't know if there was
3: one. I mean, it's just every ball he threw – Seemed to be on the money. You know, it seemed to be where he wanted to put it. You know, it wasn't, you know, earlier in the year, you'd see the ball and, ah, man, he was open. You know, if he puts it where it's supposed to be, this game, it didn't have that feel at all. I just felt like he was sharp. I don't know what it was, if he was just really comfortable with what he was seeing in the secondary or the, you know, plays going into the game, you know, because it was early on he got going. So a lot of times those are scripted and you practiced them and you knew what look you were going to get and he was just letting the ball rip. Um, You know, in my head, I'm like, Where's this been? So it just takes me back to maybe the week with his shoulder was that much bigger than we, what we really thought, and maybe he is feeling that much better now to where he's just letting things rip, and, and, and he always was on with his reads and where the ball was supposed to go, but now he's just able to put it. Th- I don't want
2: to belabor the point either, but when you talk about that pressure as a quarterback, how much less of it there is when the defense comes out and makes a play, you're up 14 oh nothing. you can just sort of calm down. Mm-hmm. But to me, I mean, I think we had maybe we're talking about the same throw or thinking about the same throw. The second touchdown to Olave, where I mean, CJ Stroud has made his mark at Ohio State and taken this job because he was supposed to be that much more accurate than the other quarterbacks mm-hmm. and a little bit more anticipatory. He threw a touchdown to Chris Olave before Olave or the defender turned around in a spot in the end zone that I have a we took a picture of it and the ball is like right by the defensive back's head and I have no idea how it didn't hit him. Number one, but the fact that he made that throw uh, at that time in the red zone, putting it right in the back corner of the end zone, that was the throw to me. That I was like, okay, this uh, there's a light on today.
1: Yeah, that was going like to my right, so I was behind it and looking at, you know, not what yeah. CJ Stroud sees, but no. I was like, like, where's that ball going? Mm-hmm. Like, nobody. Chris Olave hadn't made his break yet. It was one. Of well, those, even, like,
3: even the ball didn't in jigba on the outside on that little wheel in a bucket. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's a ball. I mean there's a defensive back right there. He yeah. put it, you know, perfect. So I mean he was just dealing, and you know if he can take that confidence and that shoulder stays as healthy as feeling good as it did on Saturday, I, I think man, this could be an exciting second half of the season. And I think it was, you know, the other touchdown as
1: well to Olave with extending a play in the pocket. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about him running, it doesn't have to be. For a first down, like what Dwayne Haskins did really well, because you you brought this up when we went out to California. That's who C.J. Stroud reminded you of, uh, and I I thought there were some throws the way he stepped into it and ripped it on Saturday that it looked like Dwayne. Well, Dwayne had enough athleticism and and strength in the pocket to extend it that way. They don't need honestly doesn't need somebody. To run, like You Justin don't. It's As nice a football though. team,
3: you don't have to. It is nice. It is. But there's been a lot of guys the in the NFL is, right? who have won a lot of games yeah. who don't go running around and you know they, they know how to move within the pocket to buy themselves some extra time with their eyes downfield, but they're not Kyle Murray who's going to go run oh, yeah. all over the place and make plays that way.
4: I just need to see someone that when the time calls for it and it's necessitated, that they make the decision, and it's decisive, and it's clear.
2: Yeah, and Dwayne did that in the second half of the mm-hmm. season in yeah. 2018. Yep. He finally realized, at times, I'm going to need to yeah, be the one to do this.
4: That's saying that's to be a 40-yard right. run. It, it needs w- to
2: be a six-yard run Six, for a seven yards. That's all yeah.
4: it has to be. Yeah. The red zone, hey, third and five, they're running two-man, they're running all over the place, blitz, hey, thing opens up. Go take the yardage. Go get the first down, move the chains. Like, And if I saw Tom Brady do it in a, <laughs> in a game on Sunday night at 40, oh, yeah. 49,000 years old, and he was never an athletic to begin with, and it looked slow and terrible. I'm like, how can – get him. How can you not tackle this guy? He's not running anywhere. But if he's willing to do that – It <laughs> moves the chains. Uh, yeah, it moves the chains because hey. it's what needed to be done at the time. Got uh,
1: got Trevor Lawrence running zone read and speed on. Well, down we, there, we there. knew that was going to happen.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just the great use of, of your quarterback. Well, yeah. Um, Berm, you think Travion Henderson is good? Is that what you
2: said? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Whoa. <laughs> Look, and, and I don't want to put too much pressure on someone, but – Oh, your kid. pressure. Oh, okay, here it comes. Hold on. This is not to be good. Kid has the opportunity and the talent to be the best running back to ever play at Ohio State. Am I wrong? You think I'm wrong? I mean, I know he's got to. He's got to step up in other areas. He's got to learn how to be a little bit more aggressive in pass pro and be a little bit better picking
4: up blitzes. It's a Pretty big statement. But five games into a but guy's career, that
2: talent is so different than anyone else, and that's why. All preseason, I'm like, once he steps on the field, people are going to realize that there is a huge gap between what he can do with the football and what everyone else on that <laughs> roster can do with the football. And I'm, I'm glad that it's, you know, been bearing itself out to be true so far, but obviously you have to keep getting better. But that is a weapon that Ohio State just doesn't have very often because no one has it very often. To have a running back who can every time he touches, he's averaging a first down every mm-hmm. carry. <laughs>
4: that is impressive. Insane. That's impressive. That's impressive
2: absurd on its face. He has eight touchdowns in his first hand, what, four games, five games now at Ohio State. He's averaging... He has 500 and some yards rushing on like 52 carries. That sort of player can take so much weight off of what C.J. Stroud needs to do going the rest of the way that I think that it, it sets up Ohio State for an opportunity to truly build towards something really special by the end of October and November.
1: I think they also got a confidence boost with what Marcus Crowley gave them. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was good. Yeah, he I've, solid, I've, loved, yeah. I've
4: loved Marcus Crowley since he's been. he been here. I thought he was probably the best guy last year if he would have been healthy. And you saw a lot of that. I mean, he's got some good top end speed and physical. big dude, physical big dude, runner. Yeah. He sees the field really well. He's pretty smooth in his breaks. He doesn't have, you know, the elite top end that Travion does, but that's what separates him. Yeah. But I think mm-hmm. you saw, okay, there's, there were three guys that played a lot who were all very versatile and different with what they brought uh, to the team. And, you know i i give a lot of credit to master Teague, who was a guy who was you know third team all big 10 his freshman year behind jk dobbins running for you know 900 yards in the second half of games essentially <laughs> yeah. and you know now he's you know kind of the short yardage guy finished game guy and he's good with that like he may want, he wants to probably play more mm-hmm. but he's not going to sit there and throw his gloves in, into the stands and go fight a coach
1: right. Did not and and he could have done that i mean
4: anybody could do it well, austin I, I mean. What I, <laughs> what I is about, mean
1: is he got to week four. People have seen enough of Master Teague to know, hey, even if you can't be the starting running back at Ohio State, that a lot of schools could use someone with his skill set. Mm-hmm. And he could have taken off the gloves and said, "I've, I've," like Burn was talking about earlier with some of the defensive guys, this is my turn to eat the cake. Mm-hmm. And you took it away. And you gave it to this freshman who's been here for five games. Well, there's a reason that that freshman is eating. Yeah. And he's going to continue to eat. But – He's, I would not want to tackle Master T at the goal line. So accepting his role.
3: I wouldn't want to tackle him at like I mean, 45. Well, with that room, you just know you're not going to be the guy who gets all the – I mean, back when we were freshmen, Maurice was the running back. Yeah. He got every carry of every game that he could play in. Yeah. There's just too many guys in this room. They knew they were going to have to rotate. And, you know, they got Trey Henderson up there at number one where he should be. But you're going to need these guys as the year goes on because – Things happen where you get your bell rung or you get your knee twisted, and you're going to need these guys to step in and take over.
2: And it was up to Travion to make sure that he didn't like, get caught up in all the hype. And, and he had to do the work, obviously. He had to come in and, and perform. And now that he's doing that, the offense changes. And I, that was something that I thought was really interesting watching Saturday is that if Ohio State wanted to run the ball 45 times a game, it would probably be one of the best offenses in college football. <laughs> but they don't. and And that almost makes – henderson more dangerous because you can allow him to run the ball 15 16 times a game and each one of those can be a a a home run shot and that Mm -hmm. that's a a real difference when you have an offense that's already predicated on the best group of wide receivers in in college football
1: i think to sum it up as we wrap up letterman live brought to you by roosters a fun casual joint and a fun casual conversation ohio state's just pretty talented Hmm. they might be good at football uh, and they're only getting better. I think you're
3: onto something there. I like
1: cake. It's a crazy idea that I have. <laughs> it's
3: crazy. Uh, and I'm for you to you know, throw it out there like this in a public I, setting. That's, I know, that's I, impressive. I'm
1: gonna walk out on that limb. <laughs> if you guys can come with me oh, if yeah. you want, but I like there. cake. You don't have to. Saturday at noon. It's homecoming like fried festivities. Pickles. <laughs> there are fried pickles tomorrow at Roosters. Appetizer Tuesday. Till they get last. Get ready. <laughs> Saturday at noon. Ohio State and the mighty Maryland Terrapins. Gonna be a great one. Can't wait for that one. That's Jay. Homecoming, yeah, homecoming, big time for whatever. Rutgers didn't exactly have a great homecoming last weekend or parents' weekend or whatever it was. <laughs> Just four people and stuff your face on a Friday night before a game.
3: They they'd already stuffed their face. Great, great atmosphere.
1: Home. And then it was four. There were like thousands of people still waiting to get in the stadium four minutes into the I game. Had, and saw it's like. That. Uh, are we sure we want to go in? It's 14 and nothing. We're, <laughs> out, we're out of here. Yeah, they hear the big so, <laughs> yells. And they're like, we're down already. So, definitely uh, not a sellout crowd there. <laughs> but anyway, Nicole Cox, thank you for having us back into Roosters for Letterman Live. That is Jay Z, Bob, Burham. I'm awesome. We'll be back here next Monday to break down Ohio State and Maryland.
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
4: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom?